Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, February 16. Is it? It is. I hope. Yeah, I guess that's right. I Valentine's Day was Tuesday. That's right. So that I make this the 16th. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And so we are so blessed to have uh, joining Steph and I this week, two of our longtime sponsors, sponsors from the very beginning. Steph, you probably don't know this, but we're just a couple weeks away from the third anniversary of Direct Line Radio Sounds launching. Like more like two years. Yeah, me. well, you know, it happened in early COVID. March that we had our first show, and yeah. then two weeks later, the right. world came to a halt. Right. And I was looking back, one of our very first shows uh, featured Dean Crandall. He okay. was in studio, I think, for our last um, in-studio in show yeah. until COVID shut down. And right. uh, Dean and Bill, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be here. And you guys are uh, return guests. You've been with us multiple times. And uh, one of the things that I fell in love with when it comes to Second Church, when uh, about three years ago, and about four years ago at this time, no, right. three years, wait, four years ago at this time, <laughs> right. gosh, time's getting right. away from me, yeah. in 2019, yes. was the idea of Easter at the Arena. Oh, mm-hmm. And I remember that 2019 Easter at the Arena, uh, seeing pictures, seeing the video, hearing about the baptisms that mm-hmm. took place. And I thought a great place to start this morning is with these guys, longtime sponsors, but even longer time elders at right. Second Church. And right. part of the decision to continue to do this great ministry of Easter at the Arena. And so, Steph, just get Give our audience kind of an overview. What is Easter at the Arena? Well, Second Church of Christ has five services currently. I mean, over the years, what, at times we've had four or three, you know, they, it kind of varied depending on needs. But Each Sunday, you're saying. Right, each Sunday. And so Easter for us is the chance for the congregation to be together all in one place for one service. Yeah. Um, and we chose to do that at the Arena. And this is year 20, what will this be? Twenty. Well, it started in six? 95. Is but it? we were not there in 20 because of COVID right. or 21. We had Easter right. in our building just because that was very early and I guess returning to you know, normalcy. So 95. Yeah. I have to count my, how many years would that be? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's coming up on 30 years. 30, you know. minus, yeah. Two. Yeah, so. minus two. Yeah, minus two. So yeah, yeah, it's a chance where we worship together and uh, we do baptisms. That's become a tradition. We didn't always do baptisms, right. but that started maybe eight years ago that we do baptisms. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can you can be baptized that day. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you can talk to a, a pastor or an elder and and they'll outfit you, and you can get baptized that day. We know so. last year we only knew of three baptisms mm-hmm. going into Easter at the arena. We right. had even talked about, do we still go through with it? Mm-hmm. But we ended up with 13. Mm-hmm. You had 10 people that showed up that right. day that they hadn't told us they were planning on it. Right. And I know in talking to several of them, they thought it was just going to be go to a worship service, sing some songs, yeah. hear a sermon, and they ended up making that decision to follow Jesus mm-hmm. and to be baptized that day. And mm-hmm. one of them, a young man named Tanner, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been cool to see how God's worked in his life right. and all that's happened. But, Dean, I want to start with you. I mean, way back in 1995, my friend Randy Kirk um, 
I didn't know it at the time. You probably didn't know it at the time, but he was in his last final months of serving as pastor at Second Church. He would leave for my alma mater, Lincoln <laughs> Christian College, to become their basketball coach. But to talk about just the mindset. That's kind of a radical move to say on the biggest day of the year, we're not going to have services in our building, but we're going to go to an arena where we can all be together and it can be an outreach to the community. Talk about that. Well, I... I <laughs> I think we've always been a church that really doesn't do things that look good on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one of them. It's, but yeah, we, we just thought it would be a great idea to do outreach to the community. Hmm. It, was, it's, it was really outreach driven. Right. Uh, to go outside the walls of the church, as we always say. Yeah. And, um, and we got, you know, we thought, well, where do we do it? Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. that was the only really logical choice. To yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Bill, you've been a leader for a long time. When you think about Easter at the arena, do you have memories? Do you have anything that jumps out at you? Anything that you would add to this conversation? Well, yes. Um, I think back to the very beginning, to start with, frankly, I I was not on the eldership yet at that time, but I remember the first one or two years we only used half the seating. Okay. So instead of the instead of the service flowing east to west, if you will, it was it was north, north and south. south. Okay. And we just used the north seating. Okay. Uh, and put the stage in the middle. Yeah. Because we had no idea what to expect. I mean, yeah. from an attendance standpoint. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to see that to the growth that that it's had since then. Yeah. And now we use the entire arena, and a lot of times even the east end is full and. Just just the organic growth of that has been an amazing thing to see. Yeah. Steph, what about you? You've kind of had a different perspective than most in that you've been a part of the planning, right. and there is a lot of planning right. that goes into it. But anything you add to this conversation, any highlights, anything that stands out for you about Easter at the arena? Well, I remember my first one. I think I was up at 3 in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. I was so nervous and yeah. so wigged out. Yeah. I, just, I got up, and I went on a walk, and I prayed. Wow. And, and then just... To, I think to to watch it all happen over the weekend is my favorite part. It starts obviously Friday morning. We go in and set up, and you know the ice is oftentimes still down. Right. Um. Just the whole process of setting it up and the process of planning. I love the planning. You know, we've typically right. had a large choir. COVID shut that down, um, and we haven't brought it back yet. But just the planning part of it is is fun for me. Do I have any highlights? I I think probably when we started doing baptisms, okay. that became a highlight. I mean, to really see rebirth. Yeah. On Easter morning is pretty special. Now, there's probably people listening saying, how do you do baptisms? In a civic center, right. how do you pull that off? Talk about how we pull we bring that in off. Two, what what are they? What are they called? Are they like ho- not horse troughs? They're round. They're, they're big. Huge plastic they're tubs, aren't they? Tubs. Massively large. <laughs> yeah, where they get these things? I don't know yeah. where they get them. Yeah. But you could bathe a horse in them, though. Yeah. I think yeah. so. We don't yeah. use that term. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they have to get water in there. I, I don't know. They have water delivered, and then they have to heat it. And yeah. we had a little bit of a hiccup last year. It got too hot. It was way too hot yeah it was about 8 45 the service was going to start at 10 and someone put their hand in there and it scalded their hand and so we're dumping bags of ice 
in one of the baptistry, you know, what do you call it, a tub? I don't know what to even call it. And uh, it was still pretty warm by the time baptisms happened a couple hours later. But, um, you know, you really have no idea. I Let me say this. I had no idea how much work really went into the day. And I think anytime you do a project like this, the conversation comes into place. You know, is it worth it? Yeah, How do you quantify the value behind it? I left that uh, Sunday very tired. You know, it was a long process. Process, but just incredibly blessed mm-hmm. by the number of people. I mean, we weren't sure what to expect in terms of attendance. You know, most churches ha- had struggled uh, in terms of their numbers, right. but I think we have, what, 2,100, something so. like that. I, I mean, so. a very, very large mm-hmm. number of people gathered. And this year, Easter is early, mm-hmm. Sunday, April 9, and we'll be back at Easter at the arena. Dean, Bill, I'm going to ask each of you this question. Uh, what would you say to somebody that's listening, and maybe they're not in the habit of Easter? Uh, Easter Sunday worship or worship period. Why, why should they consider uh, carving out, you know, 90 minutes on Sunday, April 9? I would say just be curious. If you're searching for answers, if you're curious about life and what what this um, Jesus thing is all about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, <laughs> need to be careful saying this, but I think any intelligent person that has questions about things should obviously investigate yeah yeah and especially when it's things like heaven and hell right life, right. And, life and death what do you have to lose y- yeah what what's, right exactly what's the downside right and so why not come and see and uh check it out yeah bill yeah. what do you think no I, th- I think dean said it very well uh, a lot of our our research as elders and study on these things show us that people feel less intimidated i yeah. think is probably a pretty good word mm-hmm. when they attend a service that is not in in a church building right so so the outreach part of that uh, i think is certainly part of it but i want to make clear that this is a worship service right right stephanie and and a great deal of other people do a great deal of planning it is done with excellence. It is done with a great deal of talent, right. musically and otherwise. But first and foremost, this always is a worship service. Yeah. And that's what you'll find. Well said. Steph, what do you say? Easter at the Arena, April 9. Well, hopefully you'll get a visual this year yeah. of what it means to be the body of Christ and yeah. not the physical, I mean, all, the physical body of Jesus that was buried and rose again, but also the body of Christ as a church that, right. that we are all welcome, all from all different backgrounds and whatever, you know, you can come in your shorts and flip-flops, you right. can come in your three-piece suit, right. it doesn't matter. That's right. Um, they all are welcome. And That's right. Hopefully you'll get a visual of that this year. That's I'd right. like to see that. Bill in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to see your toes, Bill. Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I like you, but I don't know if I want to see your toes. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You don't. <laughs> it's not the toes I'm worried about. What's the next subject, <laughs> Well, it's going to be a great day. And let me say Poor this. Bill. Poor Bill. If you are part of a church, I hope you will go to your church on Easter Sunday morning. That's right. To me, it's the biggest day of the year for Christ followers. If you are not, for whatever reason, uh, we want you to know you are invited to join us 10 a.m. on Sunday, April 9 at the Palmer, David Palmer Civic Center in downtown Danville for Easter at the arena. It all comes down to this. That's right. Is the theme of the day. What is the actual name of that building? Drew is, always called it the Palmer Arena. Remember? Palmer Arena. Uh, that's what, what I always, I always thought it was. The Civic Center. Yeah. I don't know. It's what the is Palmer it? Palmer Arena. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, so Drew called it the Palmer Arena yeah. correctly. I'll have to drive yeah. by and look at the sign. Da- well, is it the David Palmer Arena? I, I think know. it is. <laughs> 
I don't know. I guess we, so we, we can, can investigate. Some clarification. And we what can is get the back thing to really you. Called? Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's only one. You can't get that's the right. one. That's so right. That's right. right. That's right. Well, hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to kind of go back to Dean something that you brought up with this idea of investigating mm-hmm. Christianity, mm-hmm. investigating Jesus. There is a $100 million marketing campaign that is underway, and it's got mm-hmm. a lot of people, uh, including people of faith, up in arms. But I know that millions and millions of people are being maybe introduced or reintroduced to Jesus. And I want to talk about the He Gets Us campaign. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, February 16, and we'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie and Greg with Dean and Bill. And um, again, I really don't want to see your toes, Bill. But I don't know what Dean was talking about. He doesn't want to see his legs. You don't want to see his legs or knees or what? Well, <laughs> Bill and I have roomed together at elder retreats, and I'll just leave it at that. I don't know that I want to see your toes either. Though, Moving on so. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wanted to bring up the subject of this big campaign yeah. that the Jesus gets us. Is that what Well, and is? I'll say it like this. Yeah? The Super Bowl is the biggest sports sure. day of the year in America. I had someone correct me Sunday and say it's not the biggest sports day of the year in the world. That would be the World Cup final. That's probably fair. Mm-hmm. But in America, okay. I mean, the Super Bowl really grabs 
non-sports right. fans' attention. I believe that the Super Bowl um, halftime had more viewers than Did it really? the actual Super Bowl. Really? Yep. Really? I went I and walked my today. dog during the halftime show. I just decided I'm not even going to consume it. Five no, no commentary about anything. I think there were five million more viewers yep. for halftime than there were for the entire show. I did not show. know that. Wow. So. But, but here's my point. For years, there have been people that have attempted to communicate what I would consider a very important faith message. Sure. And they've been rejected by the networks. And one that really comes to mind, Tim Tebow, you guys will remember that mm-hmm. name, very, very strong Christ follower. And he has an incredible pro-life message. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother and father were missionaries <laughs> in the Philippines, and she became pregnant. Right. And doctors said, you're right. going to die if you go forward with this. Abortion's your only choice. And didn't listen to that. Mm-hmm. And obviously he was born and he turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And they had a commercial about that and they rejected it. They said that's too divisive. You so can't. it doesn't matter if you have the money. Right. It that's doesn't what matter I'm saying. If you have the money. Yes. They can say yes or no based on the topic Years ago, the Catholic content. League created a very okay. powerful, compelling commercial and they rejected it because gotcha. they said it's too divisive. Gotcha. Well, this year, the He Gets Us campaign mm-hmm. paid $20 million to run a couple 30 second commercials. So $40 and- million they spent. No, no, no. 20 million total. total? 10 and 10, 10, I believe. Yeah. I I don't know the specifics, but they said $20 million. It was uh, learned that they've actually raised $100 million. (laughs) And if you pay attention, I don't watch a lot of commercials on TV, so I had not paid attention really. I had seen it one other time before. But they're very, um, how how would you describe them? Kind of against the grain, but not, yeah, but but not really. Offensive, I wouldn't say necessarily. It just makes you think it's going down one path. Yes. And then it takes a major turn at the end. I mean, one of the commercials (laughs) that really grabbed me is it just showed so much of the hate that's unfolded in our country and the division that's unfolded in our country the last three years. Mm -hmm. And then it's a reminder that Jesus called us to love our enemies, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just and it's basically give Jesus a chance, per se. Now, I see that. And I'm two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I think it's outstanding. But, Dean, we were talking ahead of time. It's funny the Heat Gets Us campaign is taking some pretty significant heat from people on both the left and the right. And the people on the left are saying this is soft selling what Christianity is really all about. I believe one of our elected officials that I will not name uh, described it. She described it as making fascism look good. And then on the right, you've got a, you know, a political commentator that, again, I will not name, but he said it's a secret campaign to get Christians to embrace illegal immigration. Hmm. And I think what really the message is, is give Jesus a chance or give Jesus a second chance. Chance. Dean, what do you uh, think? <clears throat> Both of those are nonsense. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, let's can we just start calling things what they should be? And that's right. nonsense. I think right. they're very well done, very edgy. Um, you know, you hear a lot of churches say we'll do anything short of sin to introduce people to, right. to Christ. Right. And if you're going to reach a generation, you, you can't do it like you did it in 1978. Right. Um, right. Right. And, and we are now in the video you know, generation. Yeah. And um, if this works, great. What I noticed is that, you know, all the stats that have come out from guys like George Barna and the Pew Research basically says we are losing our kids' generation. Oh, yeah. They just, uh, the nuns are the fastest growing category, the N-O-N-E-S, you know, or the duns, Mm -hmm. people that are done with religion. And the idea that there's a concerted effort, well-funded by people that love Jesus to say, let's give Jesus a look or let's give Jesus another look. Mm -hmm. Bill, I just don't know how that's a negative. I don't see how we could be opposed to that. Well, I don't think it is negative. And, And I don't understand how people are 
negative against it either. I, I think a couple of things. First off, when you do something this publicly and in this big of a stage and you have both sides of the political aisle uh, throwing rocks at you, you may be in a pretty good place. Yeah. I, I think that's that's somewhere to start. Yeah. I, I think they've spent an awful lot of money in this effort to gain a lot of attention. Yeah. And now I think the important part is what do they do with that attention? Yeah. You know, yeah. what what happens right. next? And and I, the other thought I have is we talk a lot in, in Christian leadership about the message never changing, but the delivery, the yeah. way it's delivered changing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we have here. So far, I think it is a message of give yeah. Christ a chance presented in a different way, and that's good. Steph, I don't know if you know the name Ed Stetzer or mm-hmm. not, but he does a weekly podcast, right. and he's part of the advisory team behind it. And he said to the critics that are saying it's not a full explanation of who Jesus is, it's not intended for that. No. But he said, if you are someone that really has a grasp of who Jesus is, the opportunities to for you to start conversations right. around the water cooler, if there are still water coolers. I don't know if there's still water coolers or not, but at work, in the neighborhood, sure. at the gym, you now have the opportunity to say, have you seen that you commercial? See right. So what, what do you think about that? Is well, that I don't know something? how they'll measure it. How yeah. do you measure the success? Yeah. I think that it's a, spirit, it's a theological or a doctrinal issue. You plant a seed, which is right. what they did. Right. They planted a seed, and yeah. now they'll trust that God's going to water it and, and see what bring grows the growth. from it. So, That's right. That's and right. for the, all of us who jump on the bandwagon, for any topic, it's really, I mean, it's, who cares? Right. They did it. They spent their money. Right. And that's what they wanted to do. I'm for it. But right. if you're not for it, yeah. why, don't why be do for we, it. Right. Don't be for it. But why do we have to make such a big deal out of right. it? Good grief. Right. I don't know. That's my feeling. So um, one of the challenges, Dean, that is being raised by some is that we want to know who's funding it. We can't decide if it's a good thing or not just based on the commercials themselves. We need to know the money behind it. And most of the donors, I mean, $100 million, that's not chump change. You know, that's a pretty significant marketing campaign. Now, one of the families is, is it the Green family with Hobby Lobby, I believe? What do we know about the Green family, Hobby Lobby? I think the Bible Museum, the Museum of the Bible, is that right? Right. I've I've heard uh, Mr. Green, the patriarch, I forget his first name right now, speak at a conference. He's probably in his 80s now. Wow. Um, and then I've actually, not to drop names, but had dinner one time with Mark Green, who's, okay. a, who's about my age, his son. Okay. And have had a chance to kind of rub shoulders with them. And um, the, their story's amazing. You know, yeah. The, the whole Hob- Hobby Lobby story, they basically bet the uh, the company on the Supreme Court case yeah. where they would not allow... Uh, uh, you know their their healthcare dollars, mm-hmm. company dollars, to right. be for abortive things, right? And um, so it's it's an amazing story. They've actually Hobby Lobby is tithes to a very big extent. Yeah, the Green family uh, will not inherit Hobby Lobby. That will go into a trust, mm. right? And that that whole all the profits will go to ministry. Mm. Yeah. So wow. when they do something, <laughs> they do it right. Yeah. Uh, they've got the money to do it. Um, the yeah the whole Bible uh, museum in, in D.C. is is, yeah. is the result of that family. I haven't been there, but I want to do that. I want to check it out. I hear it's just incredible. Yeah, it really. Is. Yeah, their story. I, we can't. We don't have time to go into it. But I would encourage everybody to. Yeah. Start looking into the Green family because yeah. the story is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I would just my encouragement today is I think through this whole thing, you know, Steph in Main Auditorium, we've talked about this a lot lately. It's that idea of 
Paul planted the seed, mm-hmm. Apollos watered the seed, right. but it's God that brought the growth. Right. Well, I saw a commercial on the Super Bowl for Morgan Stanley had a bunch of babies on it. And I mean, <laughs> that didn't explain everything that Morgan Stanley does, but yeah. it sure got your attention. It planted a seed. And if I yeah. had money, I would put it in with Morgan yeah. Stanley. Yeah. I don't yeah. have any. Because but of the babies. Because of the babies. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the whole point of a commercial is yeah. not to give you everything right. about the product. Right. It's to right. plant a seed. And that's what that did. So For compliance reasons. I have no comment about that. But I think you've raised a great principle of marketing. Use children. Use babies, right? Everybody loves a baby, Either that right? Or ben Affleck in yeah. the in the Dunkin' Donut line. I loved that. See, I gotta confess, didn't I didn't watch, watch any of the commercials. I waited for the, the he Jennifer gets us Lopez commercials. She pulls yeah. up in her fancy car and her husband, Ben Affleck, is in oh, there giving wow. out the donuts and she's oh. like, Give me a glazed. Or she's like, What are you doing? Is this what you do all day when you say you're going to work? Wow. Well, I good remember stuff. that one. But I I love Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. So, you know. so there you go. So yeah. babies and donuts. That speaks to my heart. And Jesus. And dogs. And That's dogs. right. That's <laughs> dogs. Dog That's exactly right. You, you know, the other relevant piece to this conversation is the Chosen series mm. has taken yeah. the, the country by storm, yes. the, the culture by storm in many ways. And uh, there's starting to be a pushback from the most conservative mm. aspects of Christianity mm. saying, don't watch it. It'll hurt your faith. You know, wow. it'll, you know, put Put in your mind things that are not biblical. Uh, again, I listened to Dallas Jenkins uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said, we are crystal clear. This is not a substitute for reading your Bible, right. but this is helping create, you know, what was the time potentially mm-hmm. like? What did mm-hmm. it look like when Matthew was called to follow after Jesus? And um, I don't know. I just, I, it just seems like negativity is winning the day from all sides right now. What do you think? Well, I, I think you need to be careful. We, you and I have read Knowing God by J.I. Packer, and, and in that, yep. he takes a very strong stance yeah. ag- against images, art for- images yeah. and art forms. So I, I understand that, Yeah, but to have color commentary on yeah. what the landscape was like, the costumes, yeah. daily yeah. life, what yeah. Judaism is all about, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think The Chosen is a wonderful tool. It, I think it helps it come alive in your mind. Right. You know, the most compelling episode of all for me was early in season one, and it was simply Jesus loves the children or loves the little Mm -hmm, children. mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a staple of the Gospels, that Mm -hmm. Jesus loved the children. I'll never read one of those passages the same way again. And it didn't hurt my perspective. It enhanced my perspective. And and just to to get in your mind that Matthew and Peter and... Nathaniel and all yeah. these people were actually yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them like, had spouses. Like yeah. you and me. You never think yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. What about the poor wife that yeah. is watching him go off? And right. We, right. we knew yeah, we knew Peter is married. Right. But but and we don't know if that's her reaction to things, right. but it's right. one plausible scenario. Right. That, Absolutely. Yeah. My mom just figured out how to get the chosen yeah. on her yeah. TV, and so yeah. she's watched it. And her yeah. I said, What did you think? And her response was, It made me want to read the gospel. Yes. And yeah, it doesn't make it, you say, I don't need the Bible. No. It makes you want to go to the yes. Bible. Yeah. Yes. And I think when Christ followers have this desire to be immersed in the word, mm-hmm. that's always a positive. Mm-hmm. I think that's always a good thing. Bill, you have any thoughts on this? I don't want to leave you out of this conversation. No, I, I agree completely. I think it's I think it's very well done. Mary Lou and I have watched it. Uh, we went to the movie theater and watched the last two episodes yeah. that, that came out on the. So you're caught up on the big. Hey, we're, yeah. hey, we're, yeah. we're absolutely caught up. I think it's very well done. Uh, um, 
I don't necessarily understand all of the pushback against it. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think we tend to rush to judgment right. a little bit too quickly. So right. let's let's give this chance to play out further. But I think it's very well done. And anything, again, as you've said, anything that encourages us to read the Bible, uh, we need to look at in a positive light. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's take our second break. When we come back, I want to talk about the concept of a sabbatical. And uh, Dean, you're with us, and you're going to help us with that. I think it is a concept that is not new, but it's a concept that many churches are missing the mark on. And I want to figure out what we can figure out about this idea of why a sabbatical can be a very good thing. It's Thursday, February 16. Greg and Steph with two of our sponsors and friends, Dean Crandall and Bill Knight. We'll be right back after this commercial message. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, February 16, and uh, I've got two of my elders here, Dean and Bill, and I'm pointing at a staff member. I'm giving directive to a staff member. That's not good. But I'm ready. I got a little uh, intense there. I apologize. <laughs> but we could not do Direct Line without some awesome Longtime faithful sponsor Stephanie, my friend. Who are we saying thank you <laughs> I'm to? I'm pointing back All at right. you. Here we go. Two of our sponsors are here with yes. us. We're thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley and Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance. And we're also thankful for the team at Hans Tankwash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, and Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. And we were talking um, going into the break and then during the break about the concept of a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And I'll confess, early 
in ministry, through much of ministry, I didn't know a lot about sabbatical in the church world. When I heard sabbatical, I thought of the college. I thought of the university. But um, the the more I have studied, the more I have looked at it, Mm -hmm. I have seen that it is a concept that many churches and faith-based organizations have tried to put into practice. And I I wanted to talk about it today because Dean is with us. And Dean, you announced that you are on sabbatical from the eldership for 2023. I just want to remind you, uh, we want you back in 2024. Amen. But um, talk a little bit about what is a sabbatical and why are you on sabbatical? Well, the concept of sabbatical is is very biblical. I mean, uh, you know, our educational institutions use it, but it actually has its roots in Leviticus 25. And it's uh, it's the Jewish practice of Shemitah, or Shemitah, I'm uh-huh, not sure how you uh-huh, pronounce that. Uh-huh. But it... it <laughs> You know, it, it's it has its roots in an agricultural setting, but I think in today's age, where we're mostly knowledge workers now, right? I think it's even more important because yeah. we're not machines. We right. we we will break if right. we if we keep grinding and grinding and grinding. And um, you know, I served as an elder now. For, I don't know how long. It's been thirty, thirty some years. Yeah, consecutively. Um, no, when our middle child was born, I took a year off. <clears throat> I've had I've had two years off in thirty two years or so. Yeah, um, that's a long time mm-hmm. of service. It yeah. is. And Do you think that's healthy? No, um, I think leaders can develop blind spots. I I know I have them. I just don't know what they are. Um, and my but my wife Gina's pretty good at telling yeah. me from time to time what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's very important, especially for people in ministry, mm. to take some time off. Yeah, whether it's every four, seven years is the biblical standard. Right, doesn't have to be a year off. It can be a month. It can be mm-hmm. two months. I, I think anything less than a month is worthless. Right, I, I think you have right. to step away, maybe two or three months. Mm-hmm. I've encouraged everybody on the staff to do that. Nobody's yeah. taken us up on that yet. Yeah. And yeah. but so, yeah. Bill, we may have to mandate that. Yeah, we might. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but again, we're not meant to be machines. Right. Right. And and I th- I think it's I think it's very healthy. It's very biblical to take a step back, yeah, and take a rest. Now you have set some specific, I guess we'd call it goals for 2023. Um, you're not just saying I'm out of elders meetings for a year and you know I'm going to play golf every you know Monday night instead of the the elder meeting yeah. night. You have some specific things you'd like to accomplish. Talk a little bit about that. Well, first of all, my golf handicap's been north of 20 forever, so people at the country club will uh, don't want me on their team. Um, but no, we, Gina and I are going to, and have been, visiting other churches, and um, churches, it's okay to steal ideas from one another. That, oh, that's okay. That, absolutely. That's a biblical concept also. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty sure about that. Um, but no, to get good ideas, what's working, to just to see what other congregations are, if, if you attend one church your whole life. You, you Again, in leadership, I think that's, you can get a dangerous tunnel vision. Right. right. Um, as I, as we visit other churches, there's some things I think are pretty cool. Yeah. Some that I cringe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah. The, and another thing is I think, I think COVID probably took it out of me more than I thought. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, as I was thinking today in the shower, which is where I do all my best thinking, yeah. um, you know, those early days of COVID, we didn't know. Right, right. We just didn't know if we could keep the doors open, right. if we could pay our people, right. would people come back? Yeah. I mean, and there was a lot of 
uh, very tense oh, meetings trying to feel our way in the dark. And it I, was really survival mode, I would say, in a lot yeah. of ways in those <clears throat> and days. I, and I think the aftermath maybe took more out of me than I thought on yeah. that. Yeah. And so, um, and there's been, there was a few things that happened throughout the year right. that you're aware of that, right. that were kind of self-inflicted errors. Right. right. So I just thought, you know what, it, it, this is time to take a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Wayne Kent, I don't know if you guys know Wayne or not. Stephanie's mm-hmm. been with him, but he's kind of the father of Direct Line. He started this concept in Decatur mm-hmm. coming up on 20 years ago. And his story is they had just a train wreck of a year in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it was staff mutiny and, you know, mm-hmm. a couple hundred people left the church. Mm-hmm. And um, he was at his breaking point and he went to his elders and he said, guys, I'm out. I'm done. And they said, how about we do a sabbatical? Mm-hmm. How about you take three months and you go rest, sleep a lot, mm-hmm. walk a lot, pray yeah. a lot, and try to figure out what went wrong. <clears throat> you know, what could you have done different? What could we have done different? And come back mm-hmm. and let's see if we can make this work. And today, I'd say they're one of the healthiest churches mm-hmm. in central mm-hmm. Illinois. And his testimony is it was the sabbatical mm-hmm. that didn't just save that church, but probably saved him in ministry, mm-hmm. yeah. quite honestly. We, we are not machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think you can make good decision after good decision when when you're in the crucible mm-hmm. of the fire. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and if you and, never uh, take time to reflect on a bad decision, right. yeah. you yeah. just keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not good. And just not to have the day-to-day, you know, I, I another thing I've become self-aware of is decision fatigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make so many decisions in my day job right. that when I get home, mm-hmm. please don't ask me what I want for dinner. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, <laughs> right. Maybe she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gina's an excellent cook. She knows that. Hey, I connect Uh, with that. mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. I totally connect with that. And they don't have to be big big decisions. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be paper or plastic is is what sets you off. Right. You know, I'm like, no, I'm done. I don't don't care. Just give me paper. Whatever. I'm going to mix it up today. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that the the decision fatigue is another big thing. And and so you have to take yourself out of that every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Other people... We'll step up. That's right. And that's another thing I thought is, is you know, I've, I've been in the chairman's chair for so long yeah. that I think other people, I think that squelches creativity yeah. Yeah. and dissent, yeah. healthy dissent and discussion. Yeah. yeah. And and other people need to step up. And that's yeah. that's what's been happening. Yeah. Well, I would just throw this out if you're listening um, and you're a part of a church, maybe you're a leader in a church, um, think how sabbatical might be a positive for your church, for your staff, for your leaders. Um, I've never been a fan of mandated sabbaticals. I know some churches, you're an elder for three years and you have to take a year off. I've seen the real negative in how that can play out sometimes, depending on what that rotation looks like. But I think saying, I need a year, I need six months, I need three months to rest, to refresh, to study. I, it's a biblical concept, as you said. It's got roots in the Hebrew scriptures, and it's absolutely a positive. So, hey, couple things, and we'll go to our final break. I want to talk a little bit about some happenings at Second Church. I can't wait for this Sunday, Stephanie. The choir is back. We're bringing it back. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I thought, yeah. okay, we'll be lucky if we get 20. Yeah. And I had 52 signed yeah. up. I've had a couple people cancel since then. So right. I think we'll probably have 40 to 45, yeah. and that's great. 
I've not been a part of a choir since high school, and you're but gonna I'm going to be there this. tonight yeah. for practice. Well, so. it's not like your typical, let's sing an anthem and yeah. learn the bass part. Yeah. This yeah. is just, Good. let's see what happens. We come back together, and we just sing for enjoyment together, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm really excited about this week because we're jumping back into the Gospel of Mark. Last right. summer, we spent the entire summer, right. I think 13 sermons, mm-hmm. looking at the first 10 chapters of the Gospel of Mark. We're jumping back in with Mark chapter 11, mm-hmm. and you know, much of the the last part of Mark's gospel, it's all revolving around what did Jesus do on that final week? It's a week like none other. So I don't know if there's ever been a Palm Sunday celebration in February (laughs) in the history of our church or not. But it's going to be an epic Sunday, right. I think. And we're palm going to call branches. it the triumphal entry. Yeah, palm yeah. branches and even children, Dean. I remember one wow. time you told me, I like it when there's children involved on Palm Sunday. I don't know why you like it, but... Yeah. We, we were in Italy one time mm-hmm. during Easter, mm-hmm. and at this cathedral, uh, I had never seen a Palm Sunday processional like that. Hmm. And it, I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, good stuff. A couple other things uh, related to Second Church hymnology. We've not had a hymnology since last summer. It's coming back on March 12th. Yep. What is hymnology and when is it? Well, hymnology is basically my friend Justin Silver. Yes. Who uh, picks out a bunch of hymns that are familiar to him. Yeah. And this is what I found out after I did the first hymnology. Yeah. People were like, I never heard of those hymns. I didn't realize like the Methodists have their own hymns. Right. The Presbyterians yep. have their own hymns. Well, Justin grew up Baptist, so yeah. we sing the Baptist hymns. There you go. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but it's just a night of, you know, singing some old songs, yeah. hymns. Hopefully it's some Sunday of night, will March be 12. Yeah. Is it, do we have a time? Well, it's, that's the day that time changes. Yeah, so we do it at 6 p.m.? 6 p.m., so it'll still be light Yes, because yes. the time changes that day. Yep. So, yeah. A couple other save the dates I want to get in real quickly. We are once again hosting Secret Church. Chris Robinson, another one of our mm-hmm. sponsors, loves to be a part of this experience that David Platt leads Christians in Friday night. April 21, 6 p.m. to midnight. And I was a part of it last year for the first time. It is a phenomenal evening. All are welcome. If you want to know what it looks like to be a Christ follower where you can't gather freely, I mean, we show up when we want to. That's Uh, that's not what it's like in places where Christianity is illegal. Mm -hmm. And David Platt gives us a taste of that. Save the date for Saturday, May 6th. Gary Johnson's going to be back with us. He kind of opened a hornet's nest with (laughs) a message last fall. He did. On what happens after I die. And he addressed things like the rapture and, you know, am I immediately with the Lord? And for a lot of people, it went against the grain of maybe the church that they grew up in. So Mm -hmm. we've invited him to come back for an entire Saturday morning. That's going to be Saturday, May 6th. And all are welcome to be there for his seminar on heaven. And then my final save the date, GLS 2023. We're still six months out, but it's Thursday and Friday, August 3rd and 4th. Um, I love GLS, Stephanie. I love seeing the community mm-hmm. come together, mm-hmm. and we're going to be hosting once again and uh, get your tickets and carve those days out. It's going to be a good time. Let's do this. Let's go to break. It's our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk briefly, Dean, about the Colson Fellows Program and a sampler event that's coming up in March, and then I want to talk about revival. If you've paid attention to what's happening in Kentucky, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, February 16th. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. 
with a name like Hall of Fame. It's gonna be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This show has absolutely flown by. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to get to that we're not going to get to, but we're blessed to have a couple of our sponsors with us, Dean Crandall and Bill Knight. Dean's with Morgan Stanley. Bill is with Lakewood Insurance. Guys, thank you for carving out your Thursday morning and being with us. And thanks and for supporting us. Absolutely. I mean, you just never know what's going to come out of our mouths. So absolutely. It is a risky, but... Absolutely. Yeah, no, FAA, no FAA violations yet that not I yet. know of. Is that right? Is it the FAA? Is that right? I don't know what it is. What's the organization? Garrett would know. Garrett, is that right? I think that's right. FCC. There you go. Uh, the FCC. So yeah. So far so good. FAA's airplane. There you go. There you go. There you go. Maybe maybe someday. You need a sabbatical. There you go. I, there you go. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about the Colson Fellows Program. When I was interviewing with the church uh, almost four years ago, Dean, you introduced me to the concept. I didn't even know what it was, and. When I made the decision to come here, you said you really wanted to see me go through the Colson Fellows Program, and I did that last year at this time. I was going through mm-hmm. the, the Chicago cohort. Well, our friend J.K. Stevens started an Indianapolis cohort, and we are a part of that. And so most months that we don't have conflicts, you and I are together with about 30 people mm-hmm. at a church in Indianapolis, and the students, the Colson Fellows in training, they're doing work, you know, Monday through Friday, whatever it may be, working toward becoming a commissioned Colson Fellow. What would you say about the Colson Fellows program to somebody listening today? They have no idea what is a Colson Fellow. Um, we don't have an hour, but <laughs> yeah. it was it started by Chuck Colson, who was Richard Nixon's hatchet man, and right. went to jail for right. his role in Watergate, right. uh, became a Christ follower, founded Prison Fellowship Ministries, yeah. and just an amazing intellect of a person. I had the privilege of studying under him yeah uh we are the cohorts then we had to fly to washington dc yeah so i did that three times for like a three or four day um part but 
it, it, it basically think of it as a we had one of one of the guys in our indie cohort say right. it's it's like a master's degree in in worldview worldview that's right and that's really it it's a very deep dive yeah. into um, Christian worldview what that means in every aspect of our lives right. Right. Uh, what what are other worldviews? We right. study other, uh, whether it be Muslim or uh, agnosticism, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Hinduism, nihilism. Nihilism. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of isms that right. I had no idea were out there. Right. And um, and the good news. Well, I, I can go on and on. Yeah. How, no, how, right. <laughs> no, I think that's good, yeah. Bill. Um, the power of someone that has a biblical worldview. Someone that when they look at life, when they look at culture, when they look at the world, it's not driven primarily by their humanity. It's not driven primarily by their their background that they grew up in, but it's driven primarily by faith in Jesus and the idea that, you know, God's word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Speak to why it's so important to develop a biblical worldview. Well, a biblical worldview goes everywhere you go. It yeah. affects everything you do, whether you're out in the world or whether you're here in Vermilion County or, right. or, or Western Indiana. Right. It, it changes you in the way you see the world and interact with it. Yeah. And then it allows you to to make better decisions and better uh, communications and dealings with people from having just a broader base of knowledge yeah. and and of the scripture and frankly of of God's people yeah. amazing to sit and learn from from people in other countries that are Christ followers and how they worship it, it just changes you in every positive way yeah. and and you and Dean as being part of the Colson Center have have brought that value to second and and to this community in some very important ways mm-hmm. I am excited about an event that's happening in one month, one month from this Saturday on March 18 in Indianapolis at New Hope Christian Church in Whitestown. They are hosting what they're calling a Colson Center Sampler Morning, mm-hmm. and they're inviting people that think they might want to be. I mean, I did it cold turkey, really just based on your recommendation. But for a lot of people, there, there's a financial cost. It's not a crazy amount of money, but there is investment. I mean, you're spending a lot of time doing mm-hmm. it, and you can come that Saturday morning. I don't have the time yet. I think it's nine o'clock Indianapolis time, but you're going to be able to experience what happens with the monthly gatherings. What is it all about? Um, our hope, our dream is that the Colson Fellows Program is going to come to our community or our church at some point, but that's at least a year away. And I just wanted to throw that out to people that on uh, Saturday, March 18, if you want to know more about the Colson Center, reach out to me for the sampler event. I know we've got a couple people in the area, a couple people on our staff are planning to attend the sampler that day, Greg at secondchurch.com. I'd love to tell you more about it. Guys, I didn't manage my time very well, so we're almost out of time. But real quickly, in uh, Kentucky at Asbury Seminary, revival is happening. This is like day 11 of the revival that's happening. And it's crazy the number of people that are just picking up from life and heading to Kentucky to observe it. Steph, you said something to me. Um, you know, why not, instead of heading to Kentucky, let's gather right here, you know, and pray for a revival right here. Um, is it possible, Dean, I'll start with you, to have a revival in Vermilion County? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it it requires we pray first, I believe, and, yeah. and um, let the Holy Spirit do his work. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Ultimately, that is who does the work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Bill, you and I were talking off air. You know, there's things that are unfolding in our community that we won't get into today necessarily, but sometimes something that looks like a real negative can spark revival when God's people and God's churches say, hey, we need to be focused more than ever, and our only hope, our only future is in Jesus Christ. Thoughts? Oh, amen, Greg. Yes, that was that was a good discussion we had earlier this morning. But, but yes, um, um, God has a way of preparing us as individuals, as Christians, and as a Christ community of churches yeah. to prepare for things that happen in our community. And yeah. and we never know exactly what those are going to be, but He does, right? And He prepares us for those, and uh, yeah. we we. We will come to a time sooner or later where that becomes very clear. That's right. Well, Dean and Bill, we are out of time. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. Thank you for your continued support of Direct Line, and thank you for your service to the Lord. We appreciate you guys. Glad to be here. Hey, so Steph, I've got some good news uh, to end the day with. I don't know if you know this or not, but the political signs are starting to pop up once again. Oh, that's good news? But, but this, it, it is good <laughs> okay, news. I didn't know that. Because they're not national offices that people are running for or even statewide offices that people are running for, but they're local. They're local. You know, the yeah. mayor yeah. and the yeah. city council and the school board. And here's why that's good news. I'm thankful that there are still women and men, despite the ugliness that happens anytime someone's in <laughs> elected office Mm -hmm. that are saying, I want to better my community. I want to better my school district. I want to better my city. I want to better, you know, life in this Mm -hmm. county. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not endorsing anyone. I would never endorse anyone, but I'm just thankful for women and men that are still willing to throw their name into the leadership hat. And I say good luck to each and every one of them. That's right. All right. Well, on behalf of Dean Crandall and Bill Knight and Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week.